0: Well, the Gonzaga Bulldogs reportedly added a new international player for the remainder of the season in Yajun Sock. We learn more about his game and a few priority targets for Gonzaga going. Forward. You are locked on Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Locked On Zag Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag Athletics. Well, I am thrilled once again to be joined today by Locked On Recruiting Insider, Jason Jordan. Jason's going to help us learn about a handful of players Gonzaga is interested in, the first player, we have to talk about, of course, is the reported newest Zag. The information has not become official yet, but according to sources, it sounds like Gonzaga does have a new player for the rest of the 2023 season uh, in Yajun Sok, a Korean player who came over from Korea this past year. Uh, it sounded like he was initially interested in coming over to play in the G League, but is now going to play at Gonzaga. I wouldn't expect to see much of him this year. Uh, Jason, I'm kind of curious. Uh, it seems like... We've seen Gonzaga dip into Asia before. Of course, the most notable example is Rui Hachimura, who developed into a legitimate star lottery pick, very good NBA player. Uh, The Zags were interested in Fanbo Zhang for a while. He ended up coming over for the G League. But this is a market they have kind of tapped into before. It seems like they got themselves potentially another good one here in SOC. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, to your point, I mean, I I think in the last year, we heard a lot about him in the Phoebus tournament Mm -hmm. tournament put a big numbers. I think he was like 26 and 10 mm-hmm. um, so that's nothing obviously nothing to sneeze yeah. at they weren't a great team but he was a great player on a on not such a great team but mm-hmm. um six eight playmaker um from what we can tell six eight playmaker in the clips that we've seen and mm-hmm. and I mean you know he looks like he has a pro game yeah. you know um adept at um post up shooting over uh, the top of smaller guards mm-hmm. and you know he has great feel and um, stretch the defense. But I think the biggest thing that stands out for me is he's just a workhorse. Yeah. Like he just, he tries, he, you know, I always said this about Rip Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, you know, some guys, it looks like it came natural to, And other guys, it looks like they same results, but they just work really hard for it. Rip Hamilton was like that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's Rip Hamilton, doing right. playing, but I'm saying in, in that regard, he works really hard to get to his spots. Mm-hmm. And he gets there, and he gets there, and he's, uh, you know, he has obviously had success. You know, some guys it's just natural, and it's mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I'm snoring, well, mm-hmm. that guy. But you know, same result. But you tend to, you tend to like that workhorse yep. guy, you know, that gets there, and um, because he brings it, he's going to bring a different energy mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor, and and he does. And so he's guarding multiple positions, from what I can tell, and you know. He, great eye I mean mm-hmm. continuing your stronghold in the foreign market yeah. Um. but yeah he looks like a nice piece um, that they'll be able to um, use next season
0: yeah one of the things that I I kind of read about him a little bit uh, is you know because of his height because of being in Korea he was he's been a center for a huge chunk of his career and he's yeah. kind of only recently started trying to branch out and, and play a bit more of a small forward position which you know at his size at 6'8 that's Likely where he'd land in the NBA uh, at Gonzaga, he could end up being a small ball four, could end up being a a more traditional three. Uh, Considering the the kind of learning curve that we've seen with, with Asian players in the past, again, we'll use Rui as an example. He, he basically didn't play at all as a freshman. And when he did, he was very out of control, a little bit better as a sophomore. And then of course had that massive breakout as a junior uh, when, when looking at, at sock, obviously he's a little bit older as a prospect. So that's kind of a factor there, but also, how important is it to get him in, kind of a, basically a half semester early? I, I suspect that he's not going to play much at all this year. There's not really a yeah. compelling reason to play him unless he's just way better than Gonzaga's current players, which is probably not the case right now. So I'm kind of curious how how important you think it is to get him in now and get him kind of acclimated, learning from a guy like Strother, learning from a guy like Timmy, and just kind of getting getting his feet wet in the NBA game or in the American game.
1: Oh, it's huge. I mean, it's huge, and it'll pay big dividends um, mm-hmm. for your to your point is about acclimation into mm-hmm. the um, system and the process. And, and you want to see him, what he can do against, you know, the best in the world, which is right. over here back. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I think getting that half a year or even, you know, mm-hmm. uh, eight, nine months under his belt before he's yeah. actually probably going to, um, get out there and mm-hmm. see what he can really do. Um, is huge because I mean, he has, you can clearly see that he has a skill set, but, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, foreign players talk about the speed being so different Uh, speed of the game alone Mm -hmm. is a huge curve that, um, you know, a lot of them have to overcome. And so I think just pace and now he has a high IQ. It's very Mm -hmm. clear. Um, So I think he'll be able to pick things up really quickly, but you know, it's tough. We're, you know, the bigger, stronger, faster. It's just the Mm -hmm. truth. So um, that is, that is a, that is a curve that is hard to overcome. And so when you can get them early, the earlier you can get them to um, start reacclimating themselves to this level, the better, and I think that'll um, that'll pay huge dividends for them down the line.
0: You know, when when it's funny, one of the talking points for for Gonzaga fans this offseason and, and really kind of the last two years has been. Fear about Tommy Lloyd's departure leading to Gonzaga not being as active on the international market because that was really Tommy's bread and butter. And of course, we've seen Arizona be active on the international market since he's gone over there. But we've also seen Gonzaga now, you know, they've added this kid from Korea. Uh, they added Alex Chui coming in next year out of Australia. They're interested in a French prospect that was at uh, at the game against Eastern Oregon, uh, hanging out with Killian Tilly. So, it sure doesn't seem like the international market is an area that Gonzaga uh, has gone away from since since Tommy left. And it's uh, clearly looks like it's going to pay dividends for Gonzaga.
1: Yeah. So the way that works is it's not that. So the connection, yeah. You know, it's about about relationships. Yes, it's about relationships mm-hmm. with a person. So Tommy Lloyd still obviously has those relationships. Yep. but. The same people that he has relationships with want relationships with the brand yep. that is Gonzaga basketball. So, mm-hmm. I mean, respectfully mm-hmm. to Tommy Lloyd, yeah, he's going to keep getting players, but they're going to be like, "Yo, remember us?" Yeah. So they're going to put somebody else on it. Not to say the void, but I mean, the reality is you haven't felt the void. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are getting high-level players yep. from overseas. So you know it, that's how that works. Like yep. it's like, no, Tommy's not there. We're out of here. It's like, <laughs> Tommy, we'll holler at you. Uh, Mark's on the phone. That's how it works. And I'm telling you, that that is going to continue to work because they want the pipeline Mm -hmm. and they want to be associated with the brand that is Gonzaga.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's switch gears on you, Jason, and talk about another 2023 prospect uh, who who the Zags are reportedly interested in. That would be a four-star point guard out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That's Jalen Curry. Uh, A recent report that I saw on Twitter shows that there are four teams who are showing the most interest in Curry right now. That would include Gonzaga as well as Ole Miss, Wichita State, and NC State. I'm curious, just kind of, he's a small left-handed point guard. I'm curious kind of what else you can tell us about his game.
1: Yeah, Jalen was one of my favorite players at Peach Jam. Mm -hmm. Um, southpaw guy. It's always tougher to guard the um, the lefty point guard. I don't, you know, it's just um, angles. I think they have different angles, different vision, stuff like that. But um, truly a quarterback on the on the field, quarterback on the court, Mm -hmm. high IQ guy. He's adept with playing with elite talent. Ran the show for Boo Williams this past summer, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, just a floor general doesn't force things, stays within his his frame framework of doing uh things but he can definitely call his own number um but he's always looking to run the offense always looking for uh ways to put his teammates in positions um to be successful so he's a guy who thinks he's the think a play ahead guy Mm -hmm. so you got to be thinking with him you got to be running with him he's up and down transition but he can slow it down so he's always dictating tempo and he really guards 94 feet so Mm -hmm. um not overly you know not overly talkative point guard Mm -hmm. but um Definitely very productive and um, definitely a big get if um, for any of those schools and certainly Gonzaga.
0: Sure. Well, Curry is far from Gonzaga's only point guard interest. Uh, the main one, of course, is Zoom Diallo, who came to Spokane this past weekend. Uh, part of the reason that the this story about Yajun Sock even came out in the first place was from Zoom Diallo's Instagram. I want to yeah. talk to you, Jason, all about Zoom's official visit to Spokane and what his prospects look like right now. Yeah. But before we do that. Today's episode of Locked on Zags is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you have to try a Bilt Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier but you don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you, but they're perfect for your new year's resolution what makes built bar so good well for starters they're covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro peanut butter brownie and coconut almond i'm not sure how built does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros they have 130 calories 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs at Walmart's or Sam's Club today. All right, segment two, still any patents, still locked on Zag, still joined here by the great Jason Jordan. Uh, Jason, want to talk here about Zoom Diallo, of course, uh, the big story of this weekend. Uh, before Gonzaga found out about an inter- a new international player uh, was Zoom Diallo's visit uh, again? Curtis High School, Tacoma. Uh, Zoom was coming to Spokane and watching Gonzaga games when he was an elementary school kid. He talked about how much he loved this visit, how excited he was to see Nolan Hickman in action. Uh, we know he's down to six programs as of this conversation, at least, uh, Arizona, Florida state, Gonzaga, Washington, USC, and Kansas now after this official visit, I'm curious your thoughts on, on if Gonzaga, how, how serious of a player they are for zoom services. Yeah, I think they're a major player. Um, -hmm. for the reasons you said, um, and,
1: you know, I mean, he's only visited there, Florida State, and Arizona officially. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think – I think I don't know that there are plans, like immediate plans for any other visit. So I always take that into consideration. Like, I mean, by and large, you're not going somewhere you didn't visit. You mm-hmm. know, so, um, so take that uh, – you know, take that with a grain of salt always. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, if – you know, everything I said about Jalen Curry, mm-hmm. Zoom is – but he's also a more gifted scorer. So, yeah. I mean, you know um, – and he's more uh you know, he's got more personality, more pizzazz mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the court and so he's louder. Um, so he's gonna give you that vocal leader and a guy who's gonna lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a star, no doubt about it. Um, so you know, I think you know him being there, you know, and like he said, growing he's he's talked about that a lot for a strong year years. Mm-hmm. Um why they're um a major player in his recruitment. And I think – and then he, he, they'll definitely be a major player uh, mm-hmm. up until the end. So, um, I definitely feel like they're a formidable, formidable, yeah. formidable opponent for all schools in this yeah. one.
0: You know, one thing we, we've kind of seen with Zoom when talking about his recruitment and, uh, and, and his game and stuff, he's, he's very up tempo. He's kind of, he, he likes to get out yeah. and go and move and move. And obviously, you mentioned he's a high level scorer as well. Uh, Gonzaga's yeah. offense, obviously, a really good fit for that, as we'll talk about yeah. with Zoom. And the next player we're going to talk about, who uh, we've seen so many prospects seem to have Gonzaga and Arizona towards the end of their lists uh, for lots of obvious reasons, premier programs on the West Coast. And also, I think yeah. that kind of similar offensive dynamic seems to appeal to a, a lot of prospects who who kind of like to to run that way and Zoom definitely seems to fit that I'm curious he mentioned Nolan Hickman specifically I'm curious having seen Nolan's game uh, obviously in high school and now at Gonzaga if you see some similarities there uh, it sounds like Zoom's a bit more of a score first guy Nolan's maybe more of a a traditional pass first point guard but do you see some similarities there in in
1: Zoom's game? Yeah well to your point I mean you know, definitely Zoom is more of a score first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes when people say that, they're like, oh man, this guy's a ball. Hog. No, right. you know, he, he also has a great eye, great vision. Mm-hmm. And he also tends to make the right basketball play. So if that's calling my own number because mm-hmm. I'm more athletic, I'm not only using Nolan as an example because we're talking right. about him because I'm mm-hmm. more athletic than Nolan and I can finish mm-hmm. over the top of people or I can absorb contact a little better. So then, right. yeah, that probably is a better basketball play. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how he's wired. Um, just because he has a different skill set. But mm-hmm. the vision, I think, is on par. Yeah. Um, yeah. the the ability, the IQ is definitely mm-hmm. on par. Um, and they're very similar in that regard. But like yeah. he's just he's six four, yeah. athletic, stronger. Um, you know, and he can get there and do things that mm-hmm. Nolan can't do in the lane.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, the last player that I want to talk to you about, Jason, again, kind of alluded to it already. It's Carter Bryant, 6'8 uh, six foot eight mm-hmm. forward out of California, another uh, marquee piece in the class of 2024 right now for Gonzaga, uh, uh, a player that they've been interested in for, for a very long time. He did officially set up an official visit. Uh, yeah. He hadn't done that for a while. there had been some rumblings. Is he going to do it? Is he going to come to Spokane? He's coming on February 11th, going to see the Zags host BYU should be a good opportunity for him to kind of get the whole kennel experience. Uh, he's also planning an official visit to Arizona. They have been a huge player for Bryant's services for a long time. He also took an official visit at Louisville. Uh, I'm kind of curious, Again, you mentioned the how important the visits are. That's the three that we have right now, as far as I know. Does that kind of feel like the the de facto top three for Carter right now? Or do you think that there's still some some other schools in the mix?
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. And he's, you know, obviously he's blown up in the last Mm -hmm. six months. I mean, through the roof. I mean, shout out to my man M Grads. I always give him credit because he's the (laughs) first one that I ever heard on the planet to talk about Carter Bryant. I mean, he was yeah, I'm telling you, you know. So um, but yeah, you know, I, I I think it looks that way, but I don't think anything's going to end anytime soon. I'll say mm-hmm. that. So, you know, to and I I've been told that, you know, things are going to pick up with mm-hmm. other schools. So, yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a wait and see for that. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't think I don't anticipate and what I've been told back channel conversations is that it's, you know, slow roll it, slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to, you know, wait and see pattern and um that's how they're playing it. So,
0: yeah. What what has kind of been the big the big reason for his his blow up in the last half year? Or so we know he's six eight. We is it is it the is there more to his game than the athleticism? Is that kind of what has helped kind of push him up the rankings, or was it just kind of yeah. he finally got that exposure? It was well, definitely exposure.
1: But there's yeah. I be, there's a lot more to his game than mm-hmm. just athleticism because he has like more of a pro game. So he does, yeah. he does a lot. He's in a lot of post up situations where right. he can. Uh, shoot fadeaways and you know mm-hmm. up and unders and things like that two dribble pull-ups but six eight playmaker who to mm-hmm. your point is super athletic mm-hmm. um and a high iq guy who will make the extra pass and um is about winning and right uh big on high motor high you know on both ends of the floor that's gonna eventually that's gonna shine through and that's what i you know when i had the first conversations about him that's what i was told mm-hmm. um and so 2 months later, it's through the roof. Everybody's on him and uh things like that. So, but yeah, I think bigger than his athleticism is his ability as a playmaker. Um mm-hmm. and his um vision, you know, I think he's an underrated passer, but um just his ability to, you know, post up and 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 create from that that space, whether it's for himself or for a teammate.
0: I right. think is what sets him apart. Jason, thank you so much, as always, for coming on for your insight on the four different players that are in various stages of of interest for Gonzaga. It's always good to have your insight and expertise looking at these guys and and potential future Zags, so thank you again. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you. All right, segment three, still any patents, still locked on Zags. We're closing out today's show talking about some pro Zags not playing in the NBA. We've done a lot of NBA content recently, and that's because there are so many Zags playing in the NBA. It's hard to keep up with that, but there are also so many Gonzaga players playing professional basketball overseas in the G Leagues, various other places like that. And I want to take some opportunities to kind of get a chance to talk about those guys when we can fit it in. Uh, so today we got five, five or so guys we're going to talk about. A couple guys in the G League, a couple guys playing out in Japan. Uh, We're going to start out, though, talking about it's an unfortunate update on one of my favorite Zags of all time. I know he's on many other people's top 10, top five lists as well. That is former point guard Kevin Pangos. Uh, Pangos uh, had kind of an interesting season, an interesting year in 2022. He, of course, made his NBA debut with the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, after six years abroad, left Gonzaga in 2015, didn't actually make it into the NBA until the 2021 season after having a very lucrative, very successful career in Europe. Uh, Gifts to play with Cleveland for just a small period of time, didn't, didn't play particularly well, didn't get a lot of opportunities to, to even showcase what he was capable of doing. Ultimately ended up signing back overseas, signed with a team in Russia right around the time that Russia got involved in Ukraine and there was the war happening and it was a pretty messy situation. There was concern about Kevin's safety, quite honestly, and the viability of, of signing a contract in Russia during everything that was happening. He ultimately there was months without any update, but he was ultimately able to get out of said contract and eventually signed a contract with Olympia Milano in the top Italian league, a really, really excellent. EuroLeague team, one of the best European teams that you can play for. Unfortunately, Kevin has only been able to play in 7 games with Milano this year. He suffered a PCL tear in his knee. Uh, the most recent update was about a week ago. It sounds like uh, there was initial hope that they would evaluate him in, in late January to potentially return in February. Now it sounds like he is going to be evaluated in late February with the hope of him returning by March. So, injuries have been an unfortunate part of Kevin's basketball playing career since he left Gonzaga In those seven games he's been he's been quite good ten and 10.1 points per game excuse me 4.1 assists per game and the team is 6-1 and one in the seven games that Kevin has played so he's clearly making a big impact for a very very premier program in Italy and we can just keep our fingers crossed thoughts prayers whatever it may be uh, that Kevin is able to get healthy and contribute for this team down the stretch and going forward other two guys that I want to talk about here are the G League players. Uh, of course, uh, obviously, Gonzaga has 10-plus players in the NBA, tons and tons of players who go overseas uh, in various places in Europe or in Asia. We'll talk about a couple of those guys later. Uh, but there's also guys who just who stick around in the G League, a handful of guys who have done that uh, in recent years. Uh, the most notable one, I think, uh, for recent Gonzaga fans uh, is going to be Joel Eiai. <clears throat> Joel is having himself a a fantastic season uh, in the G League. He is playing for the Lakeland Magic. Uh, last year, he played with the Capital City Go-Go's, which is a my favorite named team in the G League and also the G League affiliate for the Washington Wizards. He did make it into a handful of games in the NBA with Washington last year, which was very cool because he got to play alongside both Corey Kispert and Rui Hachimura, former teammates of his at Gonzaga. Uh, this year, he hasn't quite made it into the NBA yet. Last year, he was on a two way contract, which stipulates that you do have spend part of your uh, time in that contract, pl- at least on an NBA roster Uh, In this situation, he is just a regular G League player, so he does not have that kind of call-up, call-send-back-down type of situation, Uh, but he's been very good for Lakeland. He's averaging 10.3 points, 5.5 rebounds, and 4 assists per game, 18 games played for Lakeland. Joel doing Joel things, a little bit of everything, scoring a consistent clip, getting a lot of rebounds, getting a lot of passes or getting a lot of assists, I should say, doing a little bit of everything for Lakeland. It's been fantastic to see Joel be the player that we all know Joel EI can be. Uh, and then one fun thing that's happening this year for the first time and kind of part of the reason I wanted to highlight some of the G League guys is uh, the G League is having an All-Star game. This is the first time this has happened. The G League has been around for, for quite a while now and they're actually going to host an All-Star event and fans can vote. And that's a very exciting element of this, too, is you can go to the G League website, you can find the All-Star Voting tab, and you can vote for five players, not ten. Uh, like you can vote for in the NBA. You can vote for 10 different players in the NBA. In G League, you can only vote for five, uh, two guards, two forwards, and a center. Uh, but if you want to vote for Joe Eliayi to make the first ever G League All-Star game again, I'll put an I'll put a link in the show notes here. But for those of you who are interested, just go to G League, search G League All-Star game, go to the G League website, you'll find a link to the All-Star, and you can submit your votes there. Uh, if you click Joe Eliayi and vote for him and you want to fill out the rest of your guard rotation, look no further than David Stockton. David Stockton, of course, another former Zags son of NBA Hall of Famer John Stockton. David is putting up similar numbers to Joel, although he has been very, very efficient as a passer. Uh, 13 games with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, another fantastic team name in the G League. They are an affiliate of the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Stockton also not on a two-way contract, so would have to get officially signed in order to make it into the NBA. But right now, he's looking like a fantastic point guard at that level. 10.8 points per game, seven point six assists per game and three rebounds per game so feel free to go on to the g-league website find the all-star voting tab hit joelle hit david stockton you can get two votes for zags not just into the nba all-star game but you can vote for a couple zags to make it into the g-league all-star game as well finally I want to close out the show talking about a pair of zags who are playing overseas in japan They are both playing for the Toyotsu Fighting Eagles, and that is Jeremy Jones and Jonathan Williams. Uh, Jeremy Jones recently celebrated his 1,000th point as a player in Japan. He is now officially a member of the 1,000-point club in the country of Japan. He's been fantastic playing over there for the last couple of seasons. It's been really, really fun to see Jeremy kind of start to thrive as more of an actual creator, a more playmaker. Uh, You know, at Gonzaga, he was a a role player, a a celebrated walk-on, a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. I loved everything that Jeremy Jones brought to the Zags, and I'm not trying to diminish his performance in a Bulldogs uniform because he was great, but he wasn't asked to do a whole lot more than set screens, do the dirty work, get some offensive rebounds, play well on defense, that kind of, you know, nitty-gritty role-player work. And now you get to see him go over to Japan – Still playing high level basketball, still playing good, competitive, professional basketball. And he's putting up much bigger numbers 13 and a half points per game, six and a half rebounds, three assists. He's played in 29 games for Toyotsu this year. He's shooting 38% from deep. So we're seeing a Jeremy Jones. Again, not, not all that similar to the player we saw at Gonzaga. He is out there scoring. He's getting rebounds. He's distributing the basketball. He's shooting well from beyond the arc. He's doing a little bit of everything. And, of course, now a member of the 1,000-point club in Japan. Uh, this is his second year. With the Fighting Eagles, uh, it is Jonathan Williams' first year in Japan. Williams, of course, a huge part of Gonzaga's 2016-17 team that went all the way to the national championship game and lost to the Tar Heels, uh, has had a lucrative career, has played in uh, the NBA a handful of times. He played with Washington, he played with the Lakers uh, for brief periods of time, has also played in multiple different leagues overseas. I believe he's played in Italy uh, and Israel. He's now playing in Japan. I think it, it raised some eyebrows at first when he went over to this league just because it looked like, a step down for him, but he's put up very, very productive numbers here in Teyutsu with the fighting Eagles, 12.7 boards per game. He's played 22 games. He's missed a few games with COVID missed a few games with injuries, shooting 57% from the field. I'm not going to take too much out of the fact that Jeremy is putting up more productive numbers right now. It's first year in Japan, getting used to the the league, the level, the, the, caliber of opponent all of that stuff but still very cool to see two former Zags playing on the same team dominating in Japan uh, it's very exciting to see these guys we're going to talk a lot more about more former Zags and what they're doing there's a huge laundry list of guys Kyle Wilchers in China Admon Gilders playing overseas Josh Perkins playing overseas huge list of guys we'll kind of kind of get through them as we get opportunities to do so during the regular season here but uh, it's always fun to kind of check in on, on how the former Zags are doing All right, that's going to do it for us today. Don't forget to check out the new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Myself, Isaac Shade of Locked On Tar Heels, break down the biggest stories in college hoops five times per week. It is available wherever you get your podcasts, also available on YouTube. Go hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so yet. Finally, I want to thank all of you for listening. And go Zach's.